Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good, clean, fun. Bridgestone. Your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. This is AutoLine Daily for February 6th, and here's what's going on in the wonderful world of the automobile. Automakers took home a number of accolades last night with all their advertising on the Super Bowl, where the New York Giants squeaked out a win over the New England Patriots. But a lot of people had already seen those ads because automakers released them last week, knowing that many people would watch them online. Sure enough, a Honda ad using actor Matthew Broderick to parody the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off, hit 12 million viewers before it ever ran on television. But the car ads were not without some controversy. GM did an ad showing Silverado pickup trucks surviving the apocalypse predicted by the Mayan calendar. A group of Silverado owners drive out of the destruction and get together, but they're missing one of their friends who didn't survive the apocalypse because he drove a Ford. Well, that took the rag off the bush. Ford promptly fired off a shrill letter to GM, accusing it of false and misleading claims, and it demanded that GM immediately pull the ad and never use it again. GM told Ford to go pound sand. Car dealers are complaining their profit margins on new vehicles are far too low. That's according to Earl Hesterberg, CEO of Group One Automotive, the giant dealership group, who says new car sales only account for 20 to 25 percent of a dealer's profits. Putting a dollar figure on those percents is eye-opening. A Honda Fit brings in a dealer about $414. A Ford Fiesta, just 255 bucks. You know, it's service, used car sales, and financing where dealers make most of their money. It ain't because they sell new cars. Now to Europe, where the Wall Street Journal reports Mitsubishi is ending production at its plant in the Netherlands, where it builds the Colt subcompact car and Outlander SUV. Last year, it ran at less than half of its annual capacity of 100,000 units. And this closure makes Mitsu the first Japanese automaker to give up manufacturing in Europe. It says it will discuss its options with the Dutch government, which includes selling the facility to a third party. But I say, good luck with that. There's just so much overcapacity in Europe right now. And we also have to wonder how long Mitsubishi will survive building vehicles in the United States. It only built 37,000 vehicles in the U.S. last year at a plant that was tooled up to build about 240,000 a year. Car sales in China have slowed from their record pace the last several years. As a result, automakers are exporting more vehicles from the country. According to Bloomberg, Chinese exports are expected to grow by 50% this year. Last year, they exported about 850,000 units. And they keep growing, especially in Brazil, because not only is Brazil the fourth largest car market in the world, Chinese automakers can make a bigger profit there than they can in China. A Cherry QQ that sells for about $6,600 in China goes for $14,000 in Brazil. 
A big reason for that higher price is taxes. But even so, automakers make better margins in Brazil than they do in China. You know, there's a reason why the Chevrolet Malibu Eco looks the way it does, and you'll see why right after this. Drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. The Chevrolet Malibu is now sold worldwide, and that posed something of a challenge for GM designers. That's because they wanted to use some decidedly American styling cues, but use them in a way that would work in other markets. Here are the hows and whys of the way the Malibu ended up looking the way it does. We really wanted to make it uh, sportier and more sophisticated. Those were our, our two primary goals with the, with the design of this car. Um, immediately you'll probably recognize the Chevy dual port grill. Um, and you know, a second glance you might appreciate some of the finer attention to detail we've given the car, such as in the headlamps. Um, they really do a nice job anchoring the front corners with this nice jewel-like effect. Um, and you know, and, and all the elements together in the front really uh, give the car a very dynamic and um, now globally recognized face of Chevy. The exterior, wanted, we wanted to make it very athletic. Um, we wanted to showcase the fact that this car is over three inches wider than the current one. So our form vocabulary on the body side, uh, we chose to do um, voluptuous forms over the wheels and sheer forms along the body side. Uh, we chose to stitch these forms all together, these nice, crisp, athletic lines. Uh, we, we made it a point not to have any static lines in the entire car. Uh, we wanted to have a lot of movement. Uh, the center line of the car is, is, has a lot of nice snap to it. It's got some nice rake. Uh, it, gives, it gives this sedan a very coupe-like silhouette. Um, uh, we also chose to borrow some subtle Camaro styling cues. Um, if you look at the C-pillar, it has a very Camaro-esque shape to it. Uh, we also borrowed some forms on the rear fenders that that uh, are very powerful, and um, they again really highlight the fact that this car is over three inches wider. It, it, it has to meet all the global legal requirements, engineering requirements, uh, and, and it has to please you know all the design requirements, the aesthetic requirements globally. Uh, we had input from China, Korea. Australia, um, everyone that was going to be selling this car in their region had something to say about it and, and we listened and I think we captured um, mostly everybody, what everybody wants in this car. The Malibu Eco will be the first model to debut soon in North America. It carries a starting price of $26,000 and is estimated to deliver 25 miles per gallon in the city and 37 on the highway. That's about nine and six liters per 100 kilometers, respectively. And that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.